Welcome back to the Easy AI Podcast. I'm your host, Nova, and today we're diving deep into deep learning with our returning guest and expert, Joseph Goodfellow. Joseph, it's great to have you back. Thanks, Nova. It's always a pleasure to be here and talk about one of my favorite subjects. Let's kick things off with the basics. Can you explain to our listeners what deep learning is in a nutshell? Absolutely. Deep learning is a subset of machine learning where we use algorithms called neural networks to model and solve complex problems. These neural networks are inspired by the human brain and consist of layers of interconnected nodes or neurons that can learn to recognize patterns from massive amounts of data. That sounds fascinating. How does a neural network actually learn? A neural network learns through a process called training. We feed it a large data set with known outcomes and the network makes predictions. When its predictions are wrong, it adjusts the weights of the connections between the neurons. This is done through a process called backpropagation, which is essentially a way of computing gradients of a loss function and updating the weights to minimize this loss. What's a loss function and why is it important? The loss function is a critical component that measures the difference between the network's prediction and the actual outcome. It quantifies how well the network is performing, and during training, the goal is to minimize this loss. You mentioned that these networks are deep. What does depth refer to in this context? In deep learning, depth refers to the number of layers in a neural network. You can think of each layer as a level of abstraction or complexity. The more layers, the deeper the network, and typically, the more complex patterns it can learn. So more layers would mean better performance? Up to a point, yes. More layers can lead to more powerful models, but they also require more data and computational resources to train. Additionally, too much depth can lead to overfitting, where the model performs well on the training data but can't generalize to new, unseen data. Now, overfitting seems like a significant issue. How do data scientists deal with that? There are several techniques. Regularization methods like L1 and L2 can penalize the magnitude of the weights to prevent them from getting too large. There's also dropout, which randomly deactivates nodes during training to prevent the network from relying too much on any single neuron. Data augmentation and early stopping are also useful strategies against overfitting. Could you tell us more about convolutional neural networks? They're particularly famous in deep learning. Certainly. Convolutional neural networks, or CNNs, are a type of deep neural network that are especially effective for processing structured data like images. They use a mathematical operation called convolution, which allows them to focus on small regions of the input data at a time, and this makes them very efficient at identifying spatial hierarchies, such as lines, shapes, and eventually complex objects within the data. And where do we commonly see CNNs being used? You'll find CNNs behind a lot of image-related tasks. They're in facial recognition systems, self-driving car technology, medical image analysis, and practically anywhere else computer vision is needed. Switching gears a bit, can you explain what an artificial neural network looked like in its early stages compared to what it's capable of now? The earliest neural networks were quite simple with only one or two layers of neurons, so they were limited in what they could do. Nowadays, we have networks with dozens or even hundreds of layers that can learn incredibly complex patterns. This has been fueled by two factors, the enormous growth of available data, known as big data, and the advancements in computational power, 
notably GPUs, which are particularly good at the mathematical operations needed for training neural networks. GPUs, graphics processing units, right? How exactly do they assist in deep learning? That's correct. GPUs are optimized for parallel processing, which aligns well with the way neural networks operate. Essentially, because so many calculations in a neural network are independent of one another, a GPU can perform many calculations simultaneously, greatly speeding up the training and inference processes. Fascinating. Now let's talk about another type of network that's been getting attention, recurrent neural networks, or RNNs. What's special about them? RNNs are particularly adept at processing sequential data. Unlike traditional neural networks that assume all inputs are independent of each other, RNNs have a form of memory that considers the sequence of the input data. This makes them ideal for tasks like language processing or time series prediction, where the order of the data points is important. So RNNs are suitable for something like predicting the next word in a sentence. Exactly. They are the backbone of many natural language processing applications, including machine translation, text generation, and speech recognition. Another term that often comes up is transfer learning. Could you shed some light on that? Transfer learning is a powerful technique in deep learning. It involves taking a pre-trained model, one that's been trained on a large data set, and fine-tuning it for a different but related task. Since the model has already learned a set of useful features, it can often achieve high performance on the new task with less data and training time. That seems quite efficient. Now, in terms of deep learning development, what tools and frameworks are typically used? There are several, but some of the most popular are TensorFlow and PyTorch. They provide comprehensive libraries that make it easier for researchers and developers to build and train neural networks. They also offer auto-differentiation, which automates the calculation of gradients during backpropagation, making it easier to implement and experiment with different neural network architectures. Auto-differentiation sounds like a game-changer. It certainly is. It streamlines the most intricately mathematical part of training neural networks, allowing researchers to focus on the architecture and the application of the models. Speaking of applications, can you name some of the most exciting developments in deep learning today? Well, one area that's very exciting is generative models, like Generative Adversarial Networks, GANs. They can generate new content that is often indistinguishable from real data, like photographs of human faces or pieces of art. And what's on the horizon for these technologies? Where is deep learning heading? One direction is efficiency, making deep learning models faster to train and more resource efficient. Another is explainability, which involves making the model's decisions more interpretable to humans. Also, integration with other AI disciplines, like reinforcement learning, is a growing trend that's creating even more powerful systems. As we're nearing the end of our time today, what final thoughts would you like to leave our listeners with regarding deep learning? Deep learning is transforming many industries and the way we interact with technology. While it's a complex field with many technical challenges, the potential it carries for innovation is immense. It's something that everyone should have a basic understanding of, given its impact on our lives. Indeed, the impact is undeniable. Joseph, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge on deep learning with us today. My pleasure, Nova. It was great discussing these topics with you and the listeners. Can't wait to see what the future holds 
and to perhaps chat about it here again on Easy AI. We look forward to that. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, keep learning and stay curious.